Welcome to Building Unapologetically, the podcast where we dive into the raw journey of personal growth, business building, and faith-infused strategies. I'm your host, Jordan Guyton, and I'm here to share my unfiltered highs, lows, and the lessons I've learned along the way. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, and empowered to build your dreams unapologetically. Welcome back to another episode of Building Unapologetically. And the first part was so nice, I had to do it twice. Welcome to another Ask Me Anything part two. You all had so many questions and it makes me really happy. So I'll definitely make this a staple episode that I do every so often and ensure that I get the questions from you ahead of time. So I have four questions to ask this go around. Before I dive in, I want to thank you. Just thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. For those of you that have been listening since episode one, we have officially past our 60-day mark. Our podcast is two months old and I think we have, actually, let me see if I can look it up. So I know that we've hit at least a thousand, but I'm going to check and see how many streams we have as of today. Okay, so we almost have 1,300 downloads since published. So thank you for being here. One of my favorite things that you do is share my podcast in your stories or DM me and tell me what episodes or what pieces of the episode episodes resonated with you. A few of my friends text me and they're like, girl, and they're like, it's crazy. One of my friends sent me a picture the other day and it was of her dashboard because she was listening to the podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm in somebody's car. And she was like, whoa, sis, you preaching. So that just motivates me to keep going. And as I said in episode one, I wanted to do this for 60 days and see how it feels. And so far it feels good. I'm still not attached to the outcome. What I've been attached to is just the feedback that we've been getting. So if you haven't yet, please do me a favor and pause this episode and leave us a rating wherever you're tuning in from so that I can see it, feel the love, and send it right back to you. All right, let's go ahead and get into this Ask Me Anything. So I have four questions and I know that this episode will be another mix of business and personal. So I'm going to go in no particular order as far as business versus personal. I'm just going to go in order of the way that I feel it flows best. Question number one is biggest business lessons. If starting today, what would you do differently? So I know this is going to be a cliche answer and I'm sure you already know what I'm going to say, but I wouldn't do anything differently. I know that my steps are ordered and so whatever I've had to get through or endure or overcome the way that I've done things, I think that it was all part of God's God's plan and the way that it was supposed to be. But I do think I can share some business lessons. So I'll give you a couple. The first one I would say is, I don't know if I want to put this first or second. I'll put this first. The first thing I would say is continue to find ways to invest in your growth. I think that's been one of the biggest business lessons that I've experienced. This might be a new story to some or not, but I wanted to share, you know, when I first started my business, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was collecting unemployment. I'd come from working in television for 10 years. I had freelanced. I had been in casting. I had worked for a marketing agency. I'd been working for other people. This was really the first time, besides co-creating my web series, but this was really the first time I started a business 
business or created something from scratch. And so what I did out the gate was hire a business coach, hire somebody where I was weak and starting a business was not a strong suit for me. And that first investment, I remember the day, it was $2,500. I ended up putting it on my personal Amex and I was like, Lord, this better work out. And my business coach at the time helped me structure my business as far as my offers go. She helped me kind of think outside of the box. And it was really my first time getting my feet wet in investing in coaching and investing in something that would help me level up. And since then, I've invested in so many different either programs or I've done one-to-ones with people. I've worked with people with my messaging. I've hired someone to help me build out my back end, but it wasn't just a build out my back end on ClickUp. It was, can we sit together and you show me how to use it? I'm really intentional and I'm really an advocate for investing in your growth. I mean, my last, well, second to last investment was a coaching program for 15K. And it was a program that really helped me see how to create a B2B leg of my business, how to serve corporate clients, right? So a big investment, but an investment well worth it. I'll give you another one. I invested 3K for a chatbot funnels fast track program. It was four weeks. I've really wanted to learn how to use automation on Instagram. And I invested in that because I know the more that I pour into me, whether it's skills, whether it's strategies, whether it's leadership, the more that I do that, the better the business gets, the better I can lead my team, the more structure I have in my business, the faster I can get to where I want to go. Because I really do feel like when you invest in yourself, and I've heard someone say this before, hiring coaches or investing in your growth are literally cheat codes. They are cheat codes to get you to the next level. Does anyone, I might be dating myself, but does anyone remember playing Sega Genesis? If you remember, like repost my podcast in your stories and tell me that you remember Sega Genesis. But if anyone remembers Sega Genesis, there were cheat codes. Like I remember when it was A-B-A-A-B-A and it like skipped you to the next level, right? And that's what I really feel like investing in myself and investing in my growth has been like, there are some things that we wanna do in 2024 where I'm asking my team, I have a very small team, but I'm asking them like, what do you wanna learn? Like how can we invest in you and your skill set so that you can be better for our business, right? So if you haven't invested in yourself or you've been thinking about taking that leap, ask yourself what's keeping you from doing so. And oftentimes it's the fear of investing the money, which I get been there, done that. But I will say that even from the first time I put my business coach on my credit card for 2,500, I made it back tenfold, right? You have to bet that your payoff is going to be bigger than that investment. And you got to ensure that that happens. Not your coach, not the program, not the coaching calls. Like you have to ensure that you make your investment back tenfold. It's not your coach's responsibility. So that was a big lesson. The second lesson I would say, and then I'll wrap this question up because it is getting a little soapboxy, but I think to piggyback off of that is make sure that in the noise of hiring experts or investing in coaching or being on social media or being on so-and-so's email list or being in masterminds and communities, make sure that you don't get so invested that you drown out your own voice and your own wants and 
your own vision for your business. Basically, I'm trying to say don't allow the outside world to define the vision for your business. And if ever you feel as though you don't hear yourself anymore, then it's time to take a step back. I think that's a big business lesson because there are 455 fulfilling, I don't even know if that's a number, but I'm gonna make it up, fulfilling ways to build a business, to make a lot of money in a business, to get more clients. There are 511. There's that many ways to do that, right? But what way do you want to do it? What does it feel like to you? Not someone's chapter 10. It's what does your chapter one feel like to you and your chapter two and your three and your four and your five and your six and your seven and your eight and your nine and your 10. What does that feel like for you? And so I would encourage you, if you haven't already, start to write out what success means to you. What does that life look like? What does it feel like? How can you envision that? And is it aligned with the voices that are drowning out your own? So just some food for thought. Okay, let's get on to the second question. It is balancing being a wife, friend, and entrepreneurship. So I think, and I agree, this phrase has been going around quite a bit. And I do agree with it of there's no such thing as balance. I agree with that. And I do think you have to find your rhythm, right? And so I have a rhythm. And I also know when I'm out of rhythm. And what rhythm looks like to me is ensuring that I'm pouring into myself first and then everything else next. One of the ways that I do that is, I would say in the past year, my company has gone down to four day work weeks. So Monday through Thursday is when everyone is on and Friday we have off. When I first started implementing this, I would call Friday my CEO wellness day. And then after my mom passed, I called it my healing day. And then most recently, I started coaching with someone new. I think I talked a little bit about her just to help me goal set a little better and goal set on process versus outcome. And she told me that one of the things she does, and she said I could steal it, is instead of calling it a certain type of day, to call it her desire day. And the reason for that is if you're calling something your healing day or your wellness day and you decide to do something other than that, then you kind of beat yourself up for it. And that's how I felt, right? Like on my wellness day, if I felt like, ooh, I really want to shoot some content today. But then I go back and forth in my head of like, Jordan, it's your wellness day, girl, sit down. But I really felt in the mood to shoot. And when you really feel in the mood to shoot, girl, you better shoot. And so when you have a desire day, it's more of what do you desire to do this day? What would feel good to you? And so my days could look like shooting content. My days could look like recording the podcast, but my day could also look like getting a massage. My day could also look like getting a pedicure or going to lunch by myself, or I love just getting a coffee and walking through TJ Maxx. Like that is some of the things I love to do on my desire day. So that's been really helpful for the me side of things. Um, Wife, marriage side of things. My husband and I have a weekly meeting, a weekly marriage meeting, which I love. And what we do is we have a template where he and I review the same things at the end of the week. So we review what made each other feel loved, how we can support each other, what are three goals that we have for the week, what are our meals this week, and then our action items. And so initially, you know, I heard about this from a woman named Natalie, and she is the CEO of Boss Babe. And she was saying that she has like a playbook, and it's in Notion, and it has all these bells and whistles. And for the longest time, I could not get my husband and I's meeting on the calendar because I felt
felt overwhelmed with trying to put something like that together something pretty and with the bells and whistles and like the pictures and then I got to a point where I was like you know what let me just make a google drive folder make a google doc template make some different folders in there for groceries for our dog for travel like let's go ahead and make those folders in our meeting and let's just do it from there believe you me once I did that it was so simple we open the doc we make a copy and we go through it we take our notes we do what we need to do and we revisit our action items every single time and it's beautiful and I love it and I highly recommend it one of my friends Ari hey girl if you're listening she said she's been doing it for over a decade with her husband so I love that and I feel like that brings some balance into my life as well and then I always just think about making time for my friends or people I love one thing I've really gotten better at recently and it's been so cool to do I encourage you to do it as well whenever I get this inclining that I'm thinking about someone like maybe I'm walking or I'm taking a shower or I'm making dinner and I I think about one of my friends I stop I pull up my phone and I either text them like a hey just thinking about you I hope you're having a good day or I send them a voice note hey just checking in on you you've been on my heart uh just wanted to let you know I love you and I kid you not nine times out of ten after I've been doing this recently my friend responds oh my gosh oh my gosh you're so creepy how did you know I was just thinking about you Jordan I've been thinking about you like it's been so beautiful so my mom always used to say there are no coincidences and and moving forward whenever it doesn't matter if I haven't talked to you in years even if it's my clients like I'll send them a dm on instagram I encourage you to find the space and time to just check on someone it doesn't have to be a full-fledged conversation you don't have to pick up your call and do a facetime but just thinking about you sometimes is all somebody needs so that yeah that's how I balance or at least attempting to along with therapy and like I said time to myself all right so the third question is have your relationships changed since starting your business what I wrote down is no they haven't really changed but I think my appreciation for time has meaning I don't find myself having as much time as I used to to like hang out to grab coffee or to go get dinner or to I don't know I find value in just either quality time or texting or checking in or talking on the phone or I definitely make time and space for my friends a thousand percent we go on trips we FaceTime for periods of time we go to dinner but there's also some seasons where I just have my head down and it has nothing to do with how I think of you as a friend it has nothing to do with how I feel about our relationship. I just think that I appreciate my time and sometimes I just can't hang out as much. And is it because I'm working? Nine times out of 10, it's not because I'm working. It's probably because I want to be unplugged and under a blanket and just by myself. I'm an introverted extrovert, I think. I don't know. Who knows what anyone is, but I find myself recharged in solitude and peace and quiet because my business requires me to be on a lot, requires me to be on when it comes to coaching, discovery calls, creating content, client delivery, like all of that requires me to be front facing and on that by the time it's time to keep going, it's the battery's battering or I just want to be by myself. And I don't know if that's an age thing. I don't know what it is, but I've really valued, I love when my friends are like, can I just come over? And I'm like, yeah, like, let's just chill on the couch and relax. Like we we don't got to do the most. But my relationships are great. My friends are great. I still find time every now and then to make new friends. But I also, I'm navigating this space of when I can't hang out with someone or I tell someone 
know that I'm not attached to how they feel about me. I think what happens sometimes and what used to happen a lot is that I would be afraid to tell people no about hanging out or linking up. I don't know what people say nowadays that, you know, I would go because I didn't want to hurt someone's feelings, even though I was so tired and I would have rather just been home to recharge. So just working through my coaching has helped me really get a lot better with that. But I do think it is a work in progress. Oh my gosh, that was so vulnerable. <laughs> oh my gosh. I, yeah, I I hope that helps someone though, because it is a work in progress. Okay, so the fourth and final question that I have as we wrap this up is a content strategy question. So someone said, tips for content in December. So I have a few tips as we have entered the holiday season and the closeout of the year. I really think when it comes to content, all platforms for the most part are really pushing originality. So really pushing the video content and the pictures and the the stories that are very original, authentic. So a lot of day in the lives, talking to camera, voiceover, B-roll, face to camera content, photo dumps, all of that is doing very well just on social media in general. I also think content tips for December look like just taking time to batch your content. I have a really great paid resource called 100 Profitable Content Ideas, and it is for business owners who want to plan their content ahead. And the reason why I got there is because during the holidays, I want the holidays to be holiday in, right? Like I don't want to always be shooting content. And so one of the things I'm focused on, you know, as this episode comes out is my content to sustain me into the new year. And so the reason why I bring up 100 profitable content prompts is because it is a resource with 100 content ideas that not only are just the ideas, it has the intention it gives you a way to actually use that piece of content, right? So I'll tell you to go live with it or create a reel or to create a carousel. Like I break down how to actually put it into effect. And the beautiful thing about this resource is that it is functional across all platforms, right? So you can use it on Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. They're interchangeable. And I've gotten so much good feedback and crazy results from business owners who implement these proven strategies that help really drive engagement or lead your audience to take action to get you a sale. So I'll leave the link in the show notes for the 100 profitable content prompts. Feel free to grab your copy, especially as we're embarking on a new month into a new year. That's one of my biggest tips is to batch your content ahead of time so that you really don't have to think about it. And you can either schedule it or post it as you go as it's in your drafts folder or in a Google Drive folder. I think the other tip I would have in December is people really like during this time either goal-oriented content or reflective content. So lessons you learned in 2023, goals for 2024, my highlights of of the year, my clients of the year, like stuff like that will read really beautifully this month. So take advantage of that. Your own personal growth, who you were at the top of the year versus who you are now, all of that type of content is great. And then last but not least, I would also say make sure that you are engaging with people as well. So not just posting or scheduling your content, but going in there and taking time to actually build community with the people that are already following you. I will 
give one more bonus with December content. For some people like me, I had a pretty big loss in 2021 losing my mom. And so holidays are a pretty touch and go for me. So I don't spend too much time on social media during the holidays only because I'm emotional and holidays can be an emotional time for me. And so I try not to just put myself in spaces that may be a little heavy, right? I'm sure it's like bright and cheery and all the things, but sometimes it's heavy for me to be in that environment. And so if you're someone like me, I encourage you to just be mindful of your scroll time and of your screen time because so many of us are taking off time from work or away from our business that we do have that extra time. So just be mindful of where your energy and where your heart is as you scroll or don't scroll because that's an option as well. So I hope that's helpful. I hope this has been a great episode for you. Again, I got a bit more vulnerable than anticipated, but like I said, the way that you have been affirming just the gems in this podcast or the breakthroughs that you've been having really encourages me to continue past the 60 days that I set out for myself. So do me a huge favor, like I said, as we're celebrating two months of building unapologetically, please take the time to pause this or after you finish listening to this episode, please go leave us a review where you listen to podcasts. Let me know how this lands for you, how this this podcast has helped you, inspired you, transformed you, made you laugh, made you cry, whatever the case is, please take the time to do that because it really means a lot. And it also boosts us in the algorithm so that more people can hear the show. So I hope that you have a beautiful week. I will be here next week. We've got some cool things cooking for December as we go into January. And if you're not on my email list, I would encourage you to hop on that as well. And we'll leave that in the show notes. Okay, so wishing you a beautiful week. I love you so much. And thank you for listening to another episode of Building Unapologetically. Thank you so much for tuning in to Building Unapologetically. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, a five-star rating, and share this episode in your Instagram stories ASAP. Don't forget to tag me, at Jordan Guyton. Your feedback and support truly means the world to us and helps us reach more listeners who are on their journey to building unapologetically.